0: Welcome to the You and I podcast, or for those of you who are regular listeners, welcome back. This week's episode, we have a conversation with Erin Roach, an expert on personality tests with an emphasis on enneagrams. She has grown her enneagram page to over 200K followers with even more saves all over the world. She combines her love for enneagrams with her love for art, where she creates relatable content, wallpapers, and more. Here's our conversation with Erin.
1: You are listening to the UNI and I Podcast, a lifestyle podcast aiming to create a passionate and thriving community who aspire and inspire in all aspects of life. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol.
0: Welcome back to the UNI and I Podcast. We're so excited to have Aaron on our episode today
2: hello i'm really excited to be here we have a couple of questions for you but first how are you i am good just trying to survive this isolation as an extreme extrovert
0: i
1: feel that <laughs> i totally feel that but before we get started we wanted to break the ice a little bit so if you could create a slogan for your life what would it be
2: mm. Honestly, like, the funny part in me wants to say wildly mediocre as, like, my title.
1: I like that. <laughs> I actually love that.
2: <laughs> I feel like a lot of things happen to me, but, like, the way I choose to react to them, it's just kind of very, I don't know, it's just, like, a kind of boring, I guess, but, like, really eventful at the same time, if that yeah. makes sense.
1: Honestly, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, so
2: we're gonna go with that. Wildly mediocre.
1: I like that. So diving in, (laughs) could you please share with us your background and the story that has led you to where you are now?
2: Yeah. Okay. so I graduated with a degree in psychology and human services, and then I decided that I did not want to do anything in that field. So after graduation, I invested in an iPad and I'm like, I'm just going to start doing some digital drawings. So. Um, Also after I graduated I decided to move to Nashville, Tennessee and I lived there for about seven months and that's kind of how I started my art account because I didn't have a job so I needed to pay my bills (laughs) so I decided to do some art until I found something. And then I became a preschool teacher while I was doing art as well, just for fun and like more consistent income. I got a job in St. Louis. And then whenever I moved back to St. Louis, that's kind of when my account kind of just grew, I guess. Um, And I kind of had to establish a brand and a purpose pretty quickly, which was kind of difficult because I didn't really have a huge vision for it I kind of was just producing things that I thought were fun but then as it's progressed I've kind of just had to like really solidify more um what I wanted to do so yeah that's kind of how it all it all started and then the name cathartic word so it actually I started in a little spiral notebook that I titled catharsis and it was just kind of a place where I would like keep all of my thoughts and my doodles and my writings and then that's kind of how cathartic word was born out of that out of a real life notebook
1: so yeah I love that yeah I love that because I have so many notebooks lying around that I randomly pick up and use so I'm happy that maybe one day the things that I write can come into fruition.
2: Yes, for sure.
1: <laughs> um, so were you always interested in art? Like have you always done that, like even when you're younger, or was that something that you kind of that kind of happened?
2: So whenever I was younger, I was super into art. Honestly, like I loved art, I loved coloring, any of the DIY projects, I was doing it. And then when I moved in to high school, I was like the president of my art club. Just a lot of just random things that um, kind of like pushed me in the path of doing art, but I just really liked security, and I was really afraid that I wouldn't be able to make it as an artist, or I didn't think that that was an achievable goal to get to where I wanted to be, you know? So, I decided to pick something more practical in college, and then um, about halfway through my college career, I decided I wanted to do art, but I was really... Just, I was too far in to, to go back. So. But I've always been super interested in art, even though I didn't major in it or do any sort of graphic design studies. I am like pretty solid and like, this is what I wanna do, so.
1: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, and then we also noticed that on your Instagram, you do a lot of enneagram, um, really cool, relatable stuff.
2: Yeah. So that's kind of um, where my psychology background comes in. It's actually kind of funny. Um, So the whole Enneagram thing, I just saw that a lot of people were interested in it. And I read this book and I had a psychology background and I'm like, I'm gonna see if people would be interested in looking at my Enneagram stuff. So that's kind of how it started. It wasn't really my intentions to like, get this far into it. (laughs) But I mean, at this point it's just for fun and not like super serious, so.
0: Looking at other personality tests, what makes Enneagrams different?
2: Um, Whenever I was a psychology major, we really focused on the Myers-Briggs personality um, test, which I really like. I think that one's a great one. Um, But this Enneagram thing just kind of took off. So um, I think the Enneagram is easier for me to understand. One, because there's only nine types. And with the Myers-Briggs, you can have so many different combinations of things. But I really think the Myers-Briggs is more applicable to a career path. And the Enneagram is more like just personality and interacting and like coping. So my big thing with the coping for the, the Enneagram and the coping, that's kind of like where my interest like sparked because you can really find out a lot about someone based on their Enneagram type just by the way that they cope or choose to cope. So it's really cool when um, I know people who are certain Enneagram types and then seeing the way that they cope is also similar to the way another, like one of their types cope. So it's super cool. Um, So yeah, I do a lot of stuff with Enneagram. I think it's fun. Um, And then I have psychology background. So it's just kind of, it goes well, it goes well. So I keep, I keep telling myself that um, I'm kind of using my psychology degree, you know? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I think you
1: are. No, I really think you are.
2: It makes me feel better, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that's the dream for, like, anybody who, like, goes to, like, college is being able to, like, use your college degree and then maybe something you're passionate about and then mixing the two and, you know, just being happy with that. So we're really happy that you're able to do that. And definitely you are using your psychology.
2: Yes. At least
1: from what we can see. (laughs)
2: Well, thank you guys for your validation. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. What is your Enneagram and do you feel like the test is true to you?
2: So I am an Enneagram seven um, and then my wing would be an eight. So so the seven is the enthusiast and the eight is the challenger. So I think the Enneagram, like um, the test I took and just knowing myself well enough to know which type I am. I think it's pretty accurate. I mean, um, specifically in the coping, that's kind of where I just, that's what really solidified my number because I thought I was an eight for a while and then I'm like, no, like I'm definitely a seven. I think it's pretty accurate to me, but also I really don't think you can be so hyper-focused on your Enneagram type because you can't find your identity in a number or like being a specific number if that makes sense. Yeah it
0: does.
2: (laughs) So I always try to encourage people with that. There is some there is a lack of knowledge within the Enneagram and for me it's like I may be able to relate to certain people or I may be able to understand why people do certain things but I don't know them to their core and I don't know who they are so I always like try to remind my followers that too that They're more than just an Enneagram number, and I also personally do not know them. I saw that posted
0: this time as like, I'm more than just my Enneagram number. (laughs) That was funny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is so much more. And I really think like, you can relate to a lot of the types. And I think like as humans, like we should like be integrating that, you know?
0: How has social media affected your business and the overall personality test world?
2: Social media. It's honestly, it's pretty funny because I like literally never thought I was going to be here on Instagram and have followers because I, for the first three months that I had my account, I had like 32 followers and they were just my friends from high school. So um, I really never thought that I would get to where I am, but it definitely has affected just my business and then just my life in general. So this Instagram account actually helped me land a job that i have now um Mm. it's like a marketing digital content job that i probably wouldn't have gotten if i didn't have um some sort of creative showcasing and that instagram was that it's definitely like i don't know it's very interesting i have a lot of favor in in that i don't know yeah but
1: congrats Um, on the job though That's amazing.
2: Thanks. Thank you. Obviously, like the social media growth has really affected it because there is more there's like a higher demand or like expectation for me, I feel like to push content. And then also um, I started doing custom portraits of people and everyone would know that on the first of the month that they could order and just trying to live up to that expectation as I continue to grow. It's um, really stressful, um, especially when you have a full-time job and you're trying to learn a new skill. Because I know nothing about—I knew nothing about marketing when I first came in in January, so it's still pretty fresh. Um, so just like trying to learn a new job and then also uh, trying to push content that's true to who I am and also something that my followers can engage with. Um, very time-consuming. Um, and then as far as personality um tests go. I think um the Enneagram has really kind of like overstepped the Myers-Briggs which is really surprising because I have oh, no, never even heard of the Enneagram until I moved to Nashville
0: I haven't heard of it until I saw your Instagram page
2: <laughs> oh really yeah that's so funny people <laughs> like message me all the time they're like what's the Enneagram and I'm just like uh i feel like i should put like a little like um facts sheet you know for yeah like once a week of like here's where you can take your test this is what it is yeah i think a lot of people just see like the graphics and they're like oh i can totally relate to that now what's the enneagram (laughs) so um yeah that's really cool do you guys know your types actually
1: (laughs) we took the test. We actually sent you the results, but I'm not sure if you got it, but we have it up with us. So we're hoping that you can maybe like help us like understand our results.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: My personality type was a five. Well, I was Enneagram type five and my wing was a six. Mm -hmm. So I read the five and the five was just like, I sent it to... Ozzy said this literally describes me, and I sent it to one of my other closest friends, Mm -hmm. and they're like, so how many questions did you answer for them to nail you just like this? And I was like, well, I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. That's actually hilarious. Right before I got on this podcast, I was finishing up my type 5 um desk have you guys seen the series that yes Yes. so i'm finishing at the type five office so it will be up tonight um so the five the five wing six so you're the observer and then the wing is the loyalist so that's actually really cool because my type a seven goes to a five in growth oh which I think is really cool. And then a five, a five would go to a seven in stress. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) the five is their desire is to just feel capable and to have knowledge and to learn things so that they are capable of doing things by themselves. They're very independent. They like, um, alone time, they need time to recharge. Even if they're extroverted fives, um, they need like time to recharge. And then also with the wing six, it's you desire security, and you like to know things before they happen. Um, like to have a plan, you know. And they're usually pretty organized people. So that's a little. Uh, bio of a, a five wing. That's like
0: really interesting.
2: Awesome. I know. I don't. It's was like perfect, weird, Kara. That's I, literally you. <laughs> they were
0: just like, I remember I spent about an hour call with one of my friends after I took the test, and I was like, so I took this test. I think this is me, but then Ozzy said this is exactly me. I just need somebody else's opinion at this point because I'm I'm confused. How can they know exactly how I am off of a, uh, how many pages was it? Was it like 18 pages? It was 18 pages of questions. It and was, I was like, Yeah, wow. like 18 pages. They really just nailed me right on the head. And I was <laughs> like, I don't really know how to feel about this. But I, I, the only thing I didn't really understand was how my wing kind of came into play. But after you described mm-hmm. it. Actually, could you go a bit into that?
2: So your wing is always the number that is either directly before or directly after your first type. So. A five would have the wing option of being a wing six or a wing four. And um, they're kind of like your subtypes. Um, so you pull in from some of that type as well, if that makes sense.
0: Okay, because I was looking at my results. I was looking at my results and I was like, I don't really understand why my wing is a six. If my second highest score was a three, wouldn't I be a wing three? <laughs> like It was just... I was just really confused. Yeah, I mean that's
2: why I think a lot of people get confused too with the wings because their their top two might be like a three and a seven, and then they find out they're a seven wing six, and they're like, "But how?" Um, So it's just more of along of like what's what your core is. So like I always encourage people to read the descriptions of all nine types after they've taken the test, and like honestly just like kind of assess your coping mechanisms and your autopilots and then um you can kind of decide like okay is that my type or am i motivated by success or am i motivated by fun you know so i think those are the the, the kind of questions you have to ask whenever you're assessing your Enneagram type.
1: I'll go into mine but can you quickly go like can you open up more about the autopilot like what that means?
2: The autopilot is like what I like to call it so it would be um, my natural tendency like for for myself as an Enneagram 7 my natural tendency whenever I feel a strong emotion I would just get in my car and drive somewhere or go hang out with a friend. So I didn't want to have to like sit in that emotion. So like, that would be like an example of an autopilot. But then if you're working towards growth, essentially it would be, I would want to sit in that feeling and like feel my feelings and then move on, you know, not just bottle things up. So
1: thank you for that.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: But I find it really interesting that you said that when I'm stressed, i'm a seven which is what you do because when i'm stressed i just i just bottle it up i'm like okay let's just run away from this
2: that's so funny (laughs) one of my good friends is a five and i can always tell when she's stressed because she'll just go on a lot of trips or she'll go for a lot of drives and i'm just like she's definitely stressed right now because she like is just running away from the things she normally would feel so
1: (laughs) (laughs) mine was super weird Because I was, like, split between type 3, type 2, and type 4. But they told me that I'm most likely type 2. And then, like, all the other wings were either type 3, like, wing 3 or wing 4. Yeah. So I'm type 2. And then they gave me, like, some options for my wings.
2: Okay. Nice. So the 2 would be the helper. Okay. Um. So oftentimes, not to say you're not a type two. No, no, no. um, A lot of people mistype as twos when they first take it. Because two was like the most common one to get when you first take the Enneagram. Um, I've actually thought I was a two for a while and I... After further assessment, it's like, I am not a two mm. at all. Um, so, the two would be um, the helpers. So, they are motivated by helping people and seeing other people succeed and, like, taking part and helping them get to where they want to go. They're usually extremely empathetic. Um, they're the cheerleader friend. They wa- are always doing the most, essentially. Especially the two-wing three is... Um, you said the three was your wing, yeah. Or the two, mm-hmm. okay. So the three is the achiever, okay, and then the two is the helper. So um, the two wing three. I have so many two wing three friends. Really? Yes, that's like I probably have five or six very close friends who are a two wing three, which I think is so fun. Yeah, because I am the complete opposite of a two. So it just works really well. That's 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 <laughs> um, funny. So, yeah, the two-wing threes, just th- from speaking on, like, my friend's behalf as two-wing threes, they are constantly doing the most. They want to be the person that's all- that gives the advice and helps them through a hard time. Mm-hmm. They're also the ones that have everything together and planned and, like, kind yeah. of more, like, <laughs> especially with a wing three, it's, like, they're the leaders, I guess, and they kind of... Not take over in a bad way, but yeah. um, a lot of people are just like, okay, they're going to handle it well, so we're going to give it to them. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I would describe the two-wing three.
1: That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's that can be me a little bit.
2: But if you think you're a three-wing four, is that what, was that your other It was option,
1: either two-wing three or three-wing two.
2: Three-wing two. Or okay. like the
1: is two. I don't know. Mine is like all over the place.
2: Oh, okay. Cool. So, a three wing two would be like they are motivated by success. They um, usually, like, I've read the books on enneagram, and it's very interesting mm. as to how we've developed our personalities over time. Yeah. Like, based on our childhood or something that was said to us or something that happened to us. And um, usually, with threes, it's they are motivated by success yeah. mostly. Because one, they were told that um, career and job and if you could just get to this point in your life, then you'll be successful Mm. and you have to be successful to have worth. So that's a lot of um, like the thought process behind um, like a three, I I guess. Um, and. That kind of goes with like any enneagram type they have like some sort of negative thought process that like kind of manifests itself into why that they why they do Do the the things things
1: they they do yeah yeah that's super interesting um thanks for that thanks for giving us a little insight into ours
2: yeah of course
0: what are you personally passionate about
2: okay so personally i am passionate about um And that's kind of like how I'm like trying to like take my account to now um as I'm still very interested in Enneagram but also want to encourage people and I think encouraging them through words that people can relate to so I do a lot of stuff with the signs with the deep meaningful quotes but also a lot of it is just things I think a lot of people feel but don't say or a lot of thoughts that like run past our mind but we don't ever speak them and I think I, I'm passionate about having a place where people can see things and talk about them, and even if they're in the comments encouraging one another or saying, "Oh, wow, that's cool that someone else feels that way," you know. Um, I think as I see more of that, I'm starting to see like I'm like genuinely passionate about encouraging people and being like a safe place for people to share their thoughts and opinions. Also, I'm a Christian, so I'm like really passionate about um, integrating my faith into my art and kind of just sharing like my journey, like a mental health journey and my personal um, testimony with that too.
0: What does that look like? How do you integrate your Christianity with your
2: art? So um, I, I think whenever, it's it's kind of difficult. It's more than just I'm gonna write this Bible verse down or I'm gonna write this lyric down because I think a lot of times people just kind of cut the corner with that of here I'm just gonna put this Bible verse up there so people can see that I'm a Christian and I like sort of feel convicted when I do that because I'm not really doing anything though like I'm just putting up a Bible verse that half the world has already seen or is familiar with so I think I tried to do more general things that are still lined with truth and are sound
1: i'm a christian too so that's super i never thought of it like that
0: i always try to figure out how do i integrate my religion with the things i like to do because i always feel as if i'm falling off in some way shape or form i don't feel as if i am being truthful to my religion as much as i should be based off of what I see other people doing.
2: Oh, for sure. And if it's any encouragement to you guys, when I first started my page, whenever I first started growing and I saw the numbers, I'm like, oh, I can't post this scripture or I can't post this thing I was going to post about because it could make people mad. And then I just started thinking more of it. And I'm like, the Lord has given me this platform. He's favored me in this. And for me not to integrate my faith in some capacity I just feel like I'm just robbing the Lord at that point you know that's true so yeah I think like with anything even my past job when I was a preschool teacher I fell into a lot of stress and wanting to fit in just falling into a lot of things I wouldn't normally find myself in as a Christian you know but I mean I I would not feel discouraged in that because um I think like being self-aware of where you want to be knowing you're not there that's a big enough step already in itself and i still struggle with that too yeah it's different because i work for a christian university now <laughs> so it's like all of all of my um coworkers are extremely encouraging and they're christians and they're all really amazing and but i mean i can still fall into that with art cuz just i don't know seeing the numbers you know yeah i never thought i would end up getting that way but i definitely have thought twice about posting something that i've wanted to do to possibly upsetting people
1: that's amazing i think for me i recently went through that conversation as well in terms of my instagram because your instagram is basically at least your personal instagram is who you are your life and i was trying to figure Mm -hmm. out whether i should if it's okay for me to like repost christian things and like beliefs and then i realized i think we had a we had another episode where it was that's who you are don't hide who you are for sure Um, you know and that's be proud that you're a Christian and like you know Jesus Mm -hmm.
2: yeah for sure I think whenever I hit 40k in January Mm -hmm. I immediately was like oh my gosh I have 40k that's incredible and then I immediately sunk in. When was the last time I talked about who I was, what I'm passionate about, who I am, where I find my actual identity, not in, like, in an Enneagram number? That's when I decided to share, like, my personal testimony and, like, my mental health story. And mm-hmm. I kind of shared that with my followers. And I'm like, even if they don't read this, it's there for them. And if they want to know who I am and what I'm about, they'll read it, you know? So That's amazing. definitely, definitely... Um, do not hide who you are for sure and i think people see that even if people aren't christians or agree with some of the things that you you believe in i think there is some sort of respect given whenever you are passionate about who you are as a person i totally agree
1: yes
0: thank you so much for that
1: of course um, our next question will be, um, what will you be focusing on in 2020, both professionally and personally?
2: Wow, you guys have some really good questions. <laughs> Thank you. These are hard hitting questions. <laughs> so professionally, I, for my actual full time job, I just want to get really good at it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm learning a completely new field, um, marketing and communications, I want to become a better writer and I want to become more detail oriented. So I think that's a professional goal um, of mine. I just kind of want to enjoy this season, even though we're all in quarantine. I assume you guys are in quarantine as well. Um, yes, yeah, stay home. If you're out there listening to this, stay home, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure like what my job's gonna look like right now, but I mean, I was only working for three months before I got sent home to work from home. So it's it's very difficult to learn a set of skills when you're not with people who can help you. I mean they're all still really helpful but it's um it's just more difficult because there's like that barrier of not actually being in the office with these people. So so yeah my professional goal is just to become a better writer and to just work really hard this year on my job. So and then also for my Instagram account I, d- I don't even know what my goals are for my Instagram account anymore. I know that sounds terrible but I never thought I'd get here, so um, I didn't really have the next step ready. <laughs> um, I think my goal, for, my professional goal for my Instagram is to collaborate with uh, more artists that I really like and um, just keep encouraging people, so. And then um, personal goal for 2020. I don't I don't even know a personal goal. I feel like my personal goal was um, to just do more things that are uncomfortable to me because I think you can thrive a lot when you're in an uncomfortable situation or season, you know? Yeah.
1: I feel like that's even where you thrive the best.
2: Yeah. So I think you just get to learn more about yourself when you're in situations you've never been in before or seasons you've never been in before. So I think that's my goal, I guess, is, um, just keep pushing myself towards uncomfortable things. And learning new things. Does that make sense? No, it does. So, I like that. Yeah.
0: Who do you look up to in the girl boss community?
2: Um. So the first person that comes to mind, I actually have to look up her last name. So do you guys know Jenny's Ice Cream? Yes.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Yes.
0: You don't know Jenny's. Ice you don't cream? know
2: Jenny's ice cream.
0: You've never had Jenny's. Oh, I do you know cream.
2: Jenny's ice cream. Okay.
0: No, it's really. I follow good ice cream. on Instagram. Who I mean, is she? It's really good ice cream. It's like oh. a whole brand. It's really good ice cream.
2: Yeah, Jenny, Jenny Bauer. Um, she's the the girl behind Jenny's, which I think mm. is incredible. Um, Wait,
1: Jenny's. I think I've heard that. I think I've seen I've it. I've
2: had it. Yeah, there's they're all over yeah, Nashville. It's everywhere.
1: Yeah. Wait, actually. Yeah
2: yeah it's in oh yes i, I do but I, don't, I didn't
1: know i didn't know who she was but yes i know jenny's i know jenny's
2: yeah so i think she's like my like yes girl boss i am here for that you know um, so yeah i think also my friend just got a job at Jenny's Ooh. she's she, she's a full-time teacher but she's like I just love Jenny's and I've always wanted to work there oh my god <laughs> so, she's like yeah I'm gonna work there on the weekends I like so that I'm though like, yes <laughs> be close that. to Jenny <laughs> so, um yeah I would say I look up to her is there a
0: particular reason you look up to her
2: um I think like I just really like her I mean I kind of just kind of what we were going on she's just very like authentic and like true to who she is and she's really passionate and you can definitely see that um, just as someone who follows along with her life you know um, also she is just makes she's just I don't know she is a powerhouse mm-hmm. she is constantly making moves and being creative with ice cream flavors yes (laughs) so um literally so wild that she would come up with all these crazy things and then it actually worked yeah which i think is so admirable so yeah
0: yeah i'm honestly not really a big ice cream person Mm -hmm. but when i had jenny's i just could not stop (laughs) especially when i had the when i had the darkest chocolate (gasps) that's my favorite (laughs) They sold, those. <laughs> they sold those at my cafeteria, like in one of the dining places in, at my school. So instead of me using my meal swipes for meals, I'm like, no, I'm going to just get some ice cream. <laughs> I'm just,
2: I'm just use that would be so dangerous if that happened at my campus. I would literally only get Jennies. I'd get Jenny's for lunch and breakfast and dinner. <laughs> It would be
0: wild. And then they started serving like the small ones and they started having the big ones. And I was like, I don't even know which ones I want. Do I want to commit to a full pint? Do I want to commit to a small There's <laughs> just Honestly. so many options.
2: Honestly. It's so funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. I like that. Jenny's ice cream. So I know the ice cream that I'll buy now. Yes, I'll try it out. Sure. I have to try it out. All right. So what advice would you give your 18 or 20 year old self?
2: I think I would just, um, remind myself that there are bigger things out there Mm. and there will be new seasons. So I think a lot of times, um, specifically with that age, I think of myself when I was 18 to 20, I was, um, in an extremely, um, long-term relationship and I thought like it was end game, you know, living in a different town than where I was before, so I think like just kind of reminding myself that uh, like there is life beyond this the circumstance or the season that you're in.
1: No, that's I love that. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um yeah, and thank you so much for joining us on the U and I podcast. We of are course. so grateful <laughs> that you took the time to talk to the listeners and us.
2: Yes, this was so fun. Thank you guys for reaching out. I appreciate it. Yeah. And to our listeners, I
0: hope you enjoyed and got something from our conversation with Erin. Again, we want this to be an ongoing conversation with you, so please feel free to leave your comments, ideas, and feedback on our latest Instagram post at the UNI podcast.
1: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you during next week's episode. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think? What was your favorite part of the episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the UNI podcast. We want to include you on this journey. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you during next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Bye.